It's Friday, October 4th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're talking about President Trump and people who work for him asking foreign officials for favors. We'll connect the dots between what the latest news has to do with the ongoing impeachment inquiry and how Trump isn't holding anything back. Then, Hong Kong's leader is telling protesters she wants to see their faces. Turns out, there's a precedent for this, but protesters aren't happy. And finally, a really old dinosaur has a bone to pick. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about President Trump asking foreign governments for favors, specifically to look into his political opponents. With this story, it's been a lot of blink and you miss something. And there's a lot to untangle. So today we're going to get into what some newly revealed texts tell us about U.S. policy with Ukraine how the White House has been dealing with all the pressure, and how Democrats are responding. Let's start with the big new news, which you may have read about in the Daily Skim this morning. House Democrats have released some excerpts of text messages between American diplomats and people in Trump's circle who've been involved in U.S.-Ukraine policy. Those texts matter because people are trying to figure out if President Trump engaged in a quid pro quo with Ukraine that he maybe withheld U.S. support for Ukraine's government unless Ukraine gave him something in return, like dirt about former VP Joe Biden. Some people say a summary of Trump's phone call with Ukraine's president offered all the evidence they needed that there was a quid pro quo. That's because in that summary, right after Ukraine's president says he wants more American weapons, Trump says, quote, I would like you to do us a favor, though. Then, Trump asked Ukraine, among other things, to look into what Joe Biden's son was up to. They also say the word though is proof that he made U.S. aid to Ukraine contingent on receiving dirt on his political opponent. Now, these texts could shed some light on whether that was really the case. In one of them, the now former U.S. Special Envoy for Ukraine, Kurt Volker, told an aide to Ukraine's president that the president could visit Washington, meaning to meet with Trump if Ukraine's president agreed to investigate the things Trump wants. In another text, the same aide to Ukraine's president said pretty explicitly that Ukraine would announce a probe into the ties to Biden's son, but only after the White House put a presidential visit on the calendar. So that's some of what we learned from these new texts, which were handed to Congress by Volker, the former special envoy to Ukraine, during his closed-door testimony yesterday but he's just the first witness called by Congress in their inquiry into Trump's connections with Ukraine. In the meantime, we've already been learning a lot, just by listening to President Trump. He previously said he wasn't pressuring the Ukrainian president on a Biden investigation. Now he says openly and loudly in front of his military helicopter. So I would say that President Zelensky, if it were me, I would recommend that they start an investigation into the Biden. Not only that, Trump is now adding China to the group text. China should start an investigation into the Biden. Because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with with Ukraine. We won't get into the details of this China allegation right now, but basically it has to do with Joe Biden's son, Hunter, sitting on the board of a Chinese company. Trump didn't give much information, but he appears to be saying China should check that out. He says to help him root out corruption. But Trump's request that other countries help get dirt on his political opponents, that's no longer a secret. He's coming right out and saying it, which may seem like a bad idea. 
But some say this strategy of coming right out with it could be a way to try to normalize what he did. There's even scientific evidence that people determine what's true based in part on how many times they've heard something. So if people get more familiar with Trump asking Ukraine or China for help, after a while, they may not think much of it anymore. And some Republicans are saying they think the president asking for help like this from a foreign leader is a-okay. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham recently said it was ethical to bring up Joe Biden to the Ukrainian president, but many more aren't saying much of anything right now. So Trump's new strategy seems to be admitting, yeah, I am asking Ukraine and China for help in investigating my political opponent. You got a problem with that? Today, the chair of the Federal Elections Commission, Ellen Weintraub, sort of answered that question, saying she does have a problem with that, and that this request might be illegal. Here she was on MSNBC. It is absolutely illegal for anyone to solicit, accept, or receive anything of value from a foreign national in connection with any election in the United States. Weintraub didn't directly say if that means Trump violated elections law. And we should say it's up for debate if a sitting president could even be charged with a crime. He can, however, be impeached and perhaps kicked out of office. That's where Congress comes in. The House can vote on whether what Trump's doing amounts to, quote, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Earlier today, Trump said he wouldn't comply with Congress's investigation until the full House of Representatives takes a vote on launching an investigation. That might buy him some time, but it could also lead to other problems. Earlier this week, Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, said that any stonewalling from the White House could be used as evidence in the impeachment inquiry. Meaning, it's possible that even if President Trump views his statements as political strategy, they could end up being an actual liability. So what's the skim? House Democrats seem to think they've got Trump against the ropes. That the transcript of his call with Ukraine's leader and him outright asking China to dig up dirt on Joe Biden's son is really strong evidence to support their impeachment investigation. But if Trump's intent was to pressure Ukraine to dig up some dirt, he may have succeeded. Today, Ukraine's top prosecutor announced he'd review all of the investigations carried out by his predecessor, and that that would include the company that Biden's son was connected to. Which means Trump may be one step closer to what he really wanted, even if it creates other political fires he may have to put out later. Hong Kong is about to enter its 18th week of protests. And today, the region's chief executive told protesters, no more hiding behind masks. We believe that the new law will create a deterrent effect against masked violent protesters and rioters and will assist the police in its law enforcement. Remember, these protests started back in June, after Hong Kong's legislature pushed a bill that would extradite people to China if they're suspected of a crime. That bill was withdrawn last month, but protests are still going strong. Now, the protests have become more broadly anti-government, specifically against communist China's power in Hong Kong. Protesters say China's government in Beijing is encroaching on Hong Kong's freedoms and democratic principles. And the protests have gotten increasingly violent. So some protesters wear masks, so the police tear gas doesn't hurt them. But others wear them so they can't be identified by police. 
cameras and facial recognition technology are everywhere, which help the government easily identify who's stepping out of line. So the masks can help prevent people from getting arrested. So earlier today, Lam announced that the city is banning people from wearing masks. She can do that thanks to a law that hasn't been used in over 50 years, which says the chief executive in an emergency can pass any rule they see fit without the legislature's approval. To be clear, Hong Kong is in the first place to ban masks during protests. France imposed a similar ban after their own big anti-government protests this year. Russia's government routinely cracks down on anti-government protests and sometimes arrests protesters who wear masks. But other democracies like Canada and Australia have also restricted people from wearing masks at certain protests. In the U.S., laws about whether protesters can wear masks vary state by state. In Alabama, people can't wear them except on Mardi Gras, Halloween, or for religious purposes, thanks to a law passed in 1949 that aimed to crack down on the KKK. New York's law is even older and passed more than 150 years ago to stop uprisings by farmers. But more recently, it was used to crack down on masked Occupy Wall Street protesters in 2011. Hong Kong's new ban has already gone into effect as of 12.01 Saturday morning Hong Kong time. But right before it took effect, thousands of protesters took to the streets, many still wearing masks in defiance. A signal that protesters in Hong Kong may not be taking this new restriction lying down. But starting now, any protesters who wear masks in the future may be forced to pay a fine or spend up to a year in prison. Meanwhile, in Haiti, a different crisis has been brewing. Today, protesters gathered in Haiti's capital, Port-au-Prince, near the president's home. They're demanding that he step down. These protests have been building up for weeks now, over concerns about rising inflation, alleged corruption, and gas shortages. And Haitians are blaming the president, Jovenel Moïse, who is refusing to resign. And the protests are becoming increasingly violent, According to some reports, people have been killed during them. But the government hasn't confirmed that yet. But now these protests are leading to other problems in the country. Earlier this week, the UN said the ongoing protests have made it harder for people to access safe drinking water, medical supplies, and fuel. On top of that, two million kids in Haiti haven't been able to get to class because the schools have had to close because of safety concerns. This is something that hasn't quite hit major headlines yet. But the longer it goes on, the more you may be hearing about this growing humanitarian crisis in Haiti. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Australia. Where a rancher on a sheep farm in Queensland uncovered what turned out to be the most complete set of fossil bones of a prehistoric flying reptile known as a pterosaur. The pterosaur's bones are estimated to be around 96 million years old. Pterosaurs were the first ever vertebrates, as in animals that have backbones, to fly. So their bones were really lightweight and hollow and would ordinarily crumble under millions of years worth of dirt. But these bones were so well-preserved because they were found in rock that was filled with iron. The newly discovered pterosaur's nickname is Iron Dragon. Now that's a spirit animal we can get behind. 
And that's all for Skim This. Thank you so much for listening this week, and we'd love for you to rate and review us online. A lot of news happens over the weekend, so to catch up first thing on Monday, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 